traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Nobody better to ask about this than my great friend, John Fun. John and I have known each other for at least 30 yeah. years. We've worked together. We overlap at the Wall Street Journal editorial board. John uh, was the political minds of the editorial board for many, many years. And I was doing the economics. He was doing the politics. Now John is at National Review. He's also, I mentioned earlier, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline, which I'm urging you to get. Just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, Committee to Unleash Prosperity uh, um, website. Just sign up for it. It is free. I'm not selling you anything. It is free. I just want you to get it. But anyway, John writes all our political stuff for that uh, for that page. And John Fun, thank you so much for joining us today. A pleasure, Steve. Well, I think the Biden bill is in trouble. And yes, it is the uh, you know the poison that would kill the golden goose. But I think the goose will resist the temptation to take the poison. So, John, let's talk about that. Uh, I you when you say you think it's in trouble, I agree with you. Uh, you know, you wrote this week about uh, the fact they couldn't get a lot of their key provisions passed. They're having trouble getting some of their price controls on the drug companies. They're having trouble getting the death tax increase. They're having trouble getting the funding for the IRS. They, there's a big debate about uh, bringing back the state and local tax deduction within the Democratic caucus. And then you've got problems like Joe Manchin. Tell us a little bit about this meeting that Joe Manchin had with the president, or at least what's been reported on this, it sounds like that meeting did not go very well. Well, you know, there are two senators that everybody talks about in Washington as being obstacles to the Biden uh, blowout bill. And one of them is Joe Manchin, the other is Kirsten Sinema. Sinema doesn't talk much to national reporters, so we don't know much how that meeting went, but I am told that it didn't go well. But Manchin was immediately after meeting with the president coming out saying, well, the president's a fine man. I respect him, but I still think we need a pause on consideration of this bill. Inflation is high. This could make inflation worse. And uh, there's too much spending in it. So Biden turned on all of his powers of persuasion as president. But apparently so far, it's not moving Joe Manchin. And so um, tell us about uh, th there's going to be a big uh, vote soon. On, the, on a couple issues, John, and this stuff is happening so quickly. Uh, number one, you've got the continuing resolution. And what that is, that's a fancy term for saying that we're going to run out of money for the budget. They, they, you know, with the regular budget that we pass, and by September 30th, they have to pass a, an emergency spending bill so that the government has money for the programs like our national defense and highways and, and uh, the Supreme Court and so on. And, uh, and then you also have... Uh, the Democrats have to increase the debt ceiling by, and I've heard that they want to increase the debt ceiling by like $7 trillion, which is, you know, I remember we used to do $1 trillion debt ceiling increases. This would be $7 trillion. Where do those things stand? Because my position, just so you know, John, I am, I'm opposed to any Republican voting for either of those things. Democrats built, you know, they dug this ditch. They're going to have to figure a way out of it. Well, they need 10 Republicans to raise the debt ceiling or, frankly, to pass a continuing resolution in the Senate. And 
as of now, Mitch McConnell is saying exactly what you're saying, which is they have the Senate, they have the House, they have the presidency. It's one party government and go govern. Yep. Yep. And do you, do you think that the other Republicans in the Congress agree with that? I hope they do. Well, you know, the one thing we've learned about the Biden administration is Biden will say one thing one day and then he'll say right. something else the other day. They can't remember that. Remember back in May when he said, well, I'm going to veto the uh, infrastructure bill, uh, the one point six trillion dollar infrastructure bill, mm-hmm. if I don't get yep. the bigger three point five. Well, Biden, that was not a gaffe. That was Biden, you know, speaking truth. And so they don't trust him. And, you know, even the House Democratic moderates, you know, they're insisting that Nancy Pelosi have a vote on the infrastructure bill on September 27th. So the Democrats are more divided than Republicans. This is hard to believe because normally it doesn't happen that way. And Nancy Pelosi's iron grip on her caucus, which has been complete up until now, I think is in real jeopardy. Well, John, you're the one who is saying that there are, I forget the exact number, somewhere around 15 Democrats that are in pretty pretty much Republican districts right now that have to be. And by the way, those are mostly suburban districts, correct me if I'm wrong, that are fairly affluent. And those those people in those districts are going to be clobbered with these tax increases. Well, not only that, but, um, you know, Nancy Pelosi is asking them to vote for all kinds of boondoggles. Um, And of course, you know, if you're in the suburbs in the Northeast, Steve, you know, the, the one thing you might care about is, you know, the SALT deduction for uh, state and local taxes. Right. Uh, and that's not in the bill. Right. So what do you get out <laughs> well, of it? All you just get, ha- you get hammered even more. Now, what do you make of, I, I, I want to get to a bunch of stuff before uh, I, I lose you. I appreciate you coming on on a Saturday afternoon, John. Uh, what about some of these pork barrel giveaways in the tax bill? You you listed many of them in the hotline this week, but I, I couldn't even believe it when you list. What about this one? They want to make union dues tax deductible? Well, I've heard of being pro-union, but this is the, an automatic <laughs> direct subsidy to unions. And, oh uh, you know, the, the, the federal government is not supposed to pick winners and losers. This is crowning a winner in this case. But, but the, my favorite deduction of all, Steve, is this. If you're a local <laughs> news media company that reports on local news, you would get to deduct the 7.25% Social Security payroll tax that employers have to pay, uh, and that's a straight subsidy to you as a news media outlet. Well, Steve, a lot of national media companies own local <laughs> news outlets. Can you imagine them reporting fairly on the on the provisions in this bill when they're direct, uh, you know, beneficiary oh of a subsidy? I mean, that's Steve, called the, yeah, that's, about, that's I know the media is liberal, but talk about delivering for your base. Oh my God! I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Uh, so. Um, you know, when you think about it, the, just the two that you just mentioned, uh, well, the three, they want to bring back the SALT deduction, which is a special interest provision for people in, in high tax states like New York and New Jersey and Connecticut. They want to, uh, they want to uh, make union dues tax deductible, which is a big wet kiss to the organized union. And by the way, only 7% of America's private sector workers are in unions. So it's just a basically a big tax break for the union bosses. And then they want a tax break for the media. So it sounds like graft. This is just graft. This is a giveaway to the people who made the Democratic uh, win in the election possible. I mean, this is just, it's what do you call it? Pay to play, right? Well, you know, Mayor Daley was once asked, you know, how in the world can you justify running the city of Chicago for the benefit of your friends and a few associates? And Mayor Daley was reported to have said, 
To the victors go the spoils. So and that's uh, what we're seeing kidding. here. And this is, and then I'll give you another one. You know, uh, the, it looks like there's going to be ten to twenty billion dollars more for people who make solar panels and wind. Wind after the hundred and fifty billion we've union, already given. If they're them. made with union labor, only if they're made with union labor. <laughs> exactly. You know, as long as that, I think you're say that again. So as long as it's made with union workers, right? You get yes. the break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then that my, my favorite one, and Larry Cutler and I were talking about this earlier today. We we're laughing about it. The giveaway to people who are buying hundred thousand dollar Teslas. They can get a $7,500 tax credit. So the taxpayer is paying $7,500 for every purchase of a Tesla. Those, those are $100,000 to $150,000 vehicles that nobody in the middle class or the no poor piece of person can buy a Tesla. This is the Malibu Upper East Side Chicago Lakeshore <laughs> subsidy. Oh, my God. You know, it's disgusting to me because I was privileged back a long, long, long time ago to work with Reagan on the Tax Reform Act. And what we did then, John, you recall, you were you were involved too. We, you know, Reagan's formula, this was, this was, and by the way, it wasn't just Reagan, it was Bill Bradley, it was Dick Gephardt, it was Sam Nunn. These were Democrats who believed that the best way to fix the tax system was to lower the tax rates and get rid of all the special interest provisions that like barnacles on a on the hull of a ship. And we had 97 to 3, we passed a bill that got rid of all the special interest provisions, lowered tax rates. And John, what Biden is doing is the opposite, right? He's raising the tax rates, and now it's a feeding frenzy. I mean, have you ever seen a lobbying frenzy like what's going on right now in Washington? Well, you know, the Biden people claim in the end all of this will lead to economic growth. I'm afraid the only thing it's the only growth it's going to encourage is the growth of the K Street lobbying community oh, and the Beltway sure. bandits. Yeah, we should. That's what uh, what uh, Donald Trump affectionately called the swamp, right? And this bill is a bill that the swamp would love. This is remember remember the problem with sending people to Washington, Steve. They they go determined to drain the swamp in Washington, and then they decide it makes a great hot tub instead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or uh, another way to put that is, people come to Washington to do good. And they end up doing very well. <laughs> and I think this bill is a, you know, this is a horrid bill. Uh, John, I got 30 seconds left. Summarize your thoughts about where things stand with this. Can it be defeated? As you know, I'm leading a coalition to kill the bill. Uh, some people say it's hopeless. I don't think it is. What say you? Well, uh, there's outside events that can convince Democrats that they're really in trouble if they pass this. The Virginia governor's race is November 2nd. Uh, the race yeah. is very close. I, I believe if Glenn Youngkin becomes the governor of Virginia, he's the Republican, that will send a message to Democrats that yes. the blue state is swinging away from them. And if they pass this monstrosity, it will swing even further away from them. And so will what? other states. John, uh, in just a final few seconds, don't forget there is another governor's race that is pretty high profile that a lot of people aren't paying attention to. And that's one that our listeners are following as close as they are Virginia. That's New Jersey. I saw some polls that show that Murphy only has a four or five percentage point advantage. Nobody even knows who his opponent is. I understand that. I, I think the odds are better in Virginia, but Democrats yeah. have to be looking over their shoulders on both states right now. There you go. That's John Fund. He is uh, 
the brilliant writer at National Review. He works with me at the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. He uh, was one of the famous editorial writers at the Wall Street Journal. John Funk, thank you so much for joining us. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. Elevate Wellness Group. Dot com. Help is out there. Elevatewellnessgroup.com.